0: You're listening to another episode of the ZAG. Eric here, continuing our series featuring NLC alums who are working in law. Allison Martinez is here from the NLC South Texas Frontera chapter. She was a inaugural fellow. She's also going to help run their institute in 2021. She also has a job you're going to want to hear about since we're talking about the law and courts because it's on all our minds. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right, Allison. I feel like Texas is getting a lot of attention for the election. Before we jump into some of the law stuff, what's the what's the latest thinking these days about how Texas may or may not go blue?
1: You know, it is getting a lot of attention. I definitely see a lot of, especially here in the South Texas community, a lot of pushback from the Republican Party as to whether or not it's going to go blue. And I think they're really pushing a um, a campaign to maintain it a red state. But it definitely... It, it, it looks like it's a battleground waiting to be fought. So,
0: I like it. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, things will turn out well for us. Listen, I wanted to have you on. You work for a public defender's office in Laredo, Texas. Give folks a little bit of an understanding of where Laredo is geographically and what that city is like.
1: So Laredo is on the South Texas border between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, the community is very much majority Hispanic, Latinos. Um, we, uh, So I grew up kind of as a majority, not really as a minority within the country, but um, uh, but yeah, we're just right at the very bottom. The The rest of the chapter, the South Texas Central chapter, covers the rest of the Rio Grande Valley, which is also along the border.
0: Got it. And in terms of how you ended up a public defender, that's something you knew you always wanted to do? Did you kind of stumble into it? What was the route to get there?
1: Actually, it was the last thing I wanted to do coming out of <laughs> law school. Um, my story was kind of funny. I always say that, like I, I end up doing the things that I say I don't want to do. It's like the universe is just laughing at me constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I. I clerked for the Webb County district attorney's office before my last year of law school. And that's where I wanted to end up once I graduated and passed the bar. They unfortunately did not have any positions when I graduated. And the only place in the Rado that had positions was the Webb County public defender's office. And I had always said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to handle those kinds of cases. Um, and... Um, I started it and I was very hesitant, um, but I just thought, I'm going to get experience and it's going to be it. And it turned it into something that I just love. I love what I do. I love the work that I do. I think it's very, um, it's challenging, but it is rewarding. So I'm I'm happy that the universe is always laughing at me because it shows me where I'm supposed to be.
0: What do you feel like the most frequent misperceptions are of public defenders and public defenders offices?
1: You know, I always say that public defenders are the least popular group of people. Um, you have the state, obviously the prosecutors, who don't like you because you're working against them. Uh, the society doesn't really love you because you're defending alleged criminals. Um And then your clients don't love you either because they think that you are overworked and that you don't have time for their cases. And there's a stigma that public defenders are just not the people that are going to fight for your case. But in my experience, at least here in Webb County, we are the ones that are ready to go to trial. We want that experience and we are we have the time to work on your case, you know, because we get paid by salary, not by, not by case. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have time to sit in the courtroom and really just dedicate ourselves for that week or two weeks that we have a trial um, to, to your case and to doing the, the work and the research and the investigation that needs to be done.
0: And then what ways have you been able to, lift up your progressive values and, and the progressive progressive causes that you care about doing this kind of work
1: you know when i interviewed for nlc they asked me you know what um what thing what what was it that i was passionate about and um the the thing that i was most happy and that came so easily for me to talk about was my work as a public defender and decriminalizing a lot of the things that i see here on the border such as you know people with mental health yeah. and people that suffer, suffer from substance abuse, you know, um, those are things that I see here within my community, that it is highly criminalized and, you know, it's easier to just put someone in the County jail than to get them the help that they need. Um, and so I, I just remember like in my interview, just talking about it at length and, and I work, we, we are lucky enough to be in office that, focuses on that. And, um, we last year got a grant that, or two years ago, I'm sorry, we got a grant that allows a social worker to work with our office and she helps, um, bring, give resources to the people that may suffer from mental health, may suffer from substance abuse. So I work alongside her very closely to make sure that our clients get, the best representation outside of the courtroom
0: from us. Awesome. When we come back, we'll talk more with Allison about life in South Texas. Thanks for tuning in to Zag. We'll be right back. All right, Allison, I'm sure you had spikes of anxiety with the Supreme Court news in the last 7, 10 days or so what uh is your take on the situation as a lawyer right now
1: you know it's hard because um you know uh justice Ginsburg meant so much to me personally as an attorney as a woman and um it i felt like i didn't have i didn't even have time to mourn her and grieve her because it just became politicized so quickly which was you know bound to happen but i still don't like how it went down um but she was the most liberal justice that I remember or that I know. And and to consider the fact that she will be replaced by someone more conservative who may um, work towards undoing a lot of the work that she did is heartbreaking for so many reasons, um, you know, beyond just the spectrum of like not being progressive anymore. It's in doing her life's work and her life's work that just meant so much to me and to so many people. So it's, it's been hard. It's definitely given me lots of anxiety. Um, But all we can do is continue to fight just the way that she would have.
0: And then do your lawyer friends or do lawyers in general have consistent opinions on adding justices to the Supreme court or, some of the, the, the different approaches that have been laid out maybe over the last 12 months. I, I sort of think of Mayor Pete's idea in the primary. I think he talked about it in one of the debates where you would get to 10 Supreme Court justices and then all 10 of them must have consensus and pick five more. Uh, is there any sort of pattern that you see in what kind of lawyers like yourself tend to want to see when it comes to the Supreme Court numbers?
1: You know, I think the reason why it's nine, it's um, so that way there is no deadlock.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. You you, got to have that odd number. True. Very true.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it were to not be an odd number, I think it would make things a little bit more difficult. Um, I mean, I think the consensus is, I mean, I don't know what the consensus is and and to be completely honest with you, it's not a conversation that we have a lot. Um, but it's, so I can't speak for the rest of my profession, especially not my like close coworkers here, but I just, I think that it it would be something that we should keep it at nine. Um, And um, as far as like picking someone before the election, I think my frame of thought is to follow precedent, which was laid out in the last election. And, and it's just a rule of law, you know, president is is what we do in and out and it should be applied to the judiciary and to the procedures to select judiciary. So that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. Hey, last thing. What are you looking forward to as you go into the second year with the Frontier chapter? Obviously it'll be a little bit different because we'll be virtual for some or all of it, but yeah, what are you most excited about once you get rolling next year?
1: You know, I'm just excited to have a new cohort. We had a meeting today for our selections and I'm just excited to have a diverse cohort in the sense, you know, most of the people from the South Texas Nantara chapter are Hispanic or Latino, and most of them are Spanish speaking. So not diversity in that sense, but more diversity within the sector. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're all adjusting to virtual and we're doing our best, but just trying to to be innovative and making sure that we still have that family the nlc family connection even though it's it's through a screen um and figuring out how we can do that you know i think will be interesting um i i think it was a coach who from one of the college football teams i can't remember who it was i was watching notre dame play um and they were talking about another team and they said you know that the skills that they're getting with being able to adapt and to pivot is a life skill that everyone should have. And I completely agree with him. You know, this is, this is a test to all of us, especially us progressives, you know, like we need to be, we need to be able to, to move on and to continue on with our lives. We did it with courts. We immediately transitioned to zoom and it's, it's funny <laughs> to talk to a judge through a screen, but we did it because we have to. The mm-hmm. law doesn't stop. Justice doesn't stop. We got to keep going.
0: Yeah, well said. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for all the work that you're doing. Good luck with the next class of your NLC fellows down there. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to tune in as we're dropping a lot of episodes featuring our alums who work in law in the next couple of weeks. Find those all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google. They're all there. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.